As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features like online booking, admin scheduling, integrated payment processing, and charting. But there's more to Jane than you might think. The team at Jane cares a lot about the problems you face as a practitioner. One of those problems is the prevalence of no-shows and late cancellations in practices. So they've made it easy for you with a few simple tools built right into Jane. That includes the ability to implement an online booking payment policy, send out unlimited texts and email reminders, and enabling waitlist management features to fill those last-minute gaps that weren't preventable. Come see Jane in action at jane.app. If you know you're ready to sign up, you can mention the show for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Wainisha Walker. Uh, She's an LCSWS, a Las Vegas native and owner of Inherent Wellness, PLLC, which is a wellness collective located in Houston, Texas. Wainisha is a licensed psychotherapist that specializes in treating trauma, mood disorders, and adjustment disorders. Inherent Wellness offers various avenues of healing, including therapy, yoga, Reiki, and massage therapy. Welcome. It's so great to have you. Great to be here, Kendall. (laughs) So I know a little bit of the backstory of your business, but tell our listeners, you started as a mental health private practice, and now you've expanded to being a multidisciplinary wellness center. So talk to us about that journey. Great. Yeah. So we started um, just at the beginning of 2020 in January, um, opened the doors and started seeing people in person for the first time. Prior to that, I had been doing some work with um, just part time doing virtual sessions, but I actually opened up the door sitting here at Wellness January 2nd and everything started, you know, smoothly and everything was going well. Then suddenly everything shut down. So um, at that point, things definitely took a turn and we had to be a little bit more flexible in the way that we would offer care because everything was closed due to COVID. So what what were those hard decisions? What did you decide to do next? I think the hardest decision was um, actually closing the doors and not doing in-person meetings because even though things had, it had been mandated that, you know, businesses closed down and it was a curfew and all that. People are really used to seeing other people in person. And it seemed like, you know, everyone was kind of, they needed that. Like that was the one thing. It's like almost like if you can't eat candy, like you just really want candy. You know, Um, we were locked in the house with family and, you know, some people in not so favorable conditions 
and not able to go outside and see other people. And we're afraid of this thing that's outside that, you know, people are dying from. And so it was really difficult to take away that opportunity to have that in-person connection uh, when COVID hit. Mm So fast forward, at what point, I mean, we all know if we're in the mental health field that the need became incredibly high and, you know, telehealth became more commonplace. At what point did you decide to bring on these other modalities and be back in person? Okay. So I actually, it kind of came in in phases. So um, I went back in person. It was just me at first. So I was just the the lone psychotherapist, you know, seeing people. And so there was a lot of talk online about like, okay, well, do you reopen the doors? Do we not? What are the liabilities of like, you know, reopening? Is it really safe? And so I think I I started doing like a soft reopening. I want to say January of 2021. I wasn't Jamie. I don't remember. It was sometime in 2021. I decided that, okay, I would open the doors back and I would see, you know, clients in person again, obviously with precautions being taken, wearing masks and things like that. And it was just me in my little office and, you know, we had social distancing. So I reintroduced that opportunity. And then actually this year in 2022, March, I took on my first set of clinical interns. And so with that, I'm like, okay, well, we are, we're broadening our reach there because they have other clinical interests. They see a different demographic and things like that. And I started to kind of think about, well, what helped me? You know, like what helped me at times where I actually needed to just kind of let off some steam or, you know, talk to someone or whatever. And I wasn't in therapy myself. And I thought about, okay, well, I actually went to yoga. Like that was my big self-care thing. It's like, I would go to hot yoga. I would, you know, kind of build those little relationships there, but I would also, you know, move my body and, and push my limits and things like that. And so I was like, okay, I want to start offering yoga. And um, also I had gotten introduced to the idea of Reiki, which I was completely I, I didn't know anything about it, you know, but everyone was starting to talk about different things they were doing to, to kind of heal themselves. And I said, okay, I want to start offering that. And the other thing was massage. So I uh, personally, again, I would, uh, because, you know, being a therapist, we, we absorb things, right? Like we, we go through, we do sessions by sessions all day and we hear all these different things. And I was like, well, how do I took care of myself um, physically by doing massage. And so I wanted to start offering those things to other people who were seeking wellness. Um, you know, a lot of people hear mental health or they hear therapy and they're like, I'm not crazy. You know, like I don't, I don't do that. Or we don't do that, especially like in BIPOC communities. A lot of people are just like, you know, we don't go to therapy. We don't talk to people about our business, but I also saw a lot of suffering. And so I'm like, okay, well, you have to, do something. So if it won't be therapy, at least I can say, Hey, well, come get a massage or, you know, we have yoga every week. Come, come join us for a yoga session. Um, and also that helped the social aspect of things because again, people had been, you know, trying to reintegrate and figure out like, okay, well, what's normal now? And they hadn't really started socializing and things. So yoga allowed for people to come together and, you know, the talking a little bit, uh, having tea and speaking afterwards that allow for them to kind of build that social life back up. And so that this year, earlier this year, I decided to go ahead and expand. And um, I think it was in, we we started our first, our first yoga class 
the end of July or beginning of August. And from there, it's just been growing. Congratulations. Thank you. Sounds like you've already had an amazing impact in your community. Our listeners always want to know, like, behind the scenes of that structure of your business. When you started to bring on yoga and Reiki and massage, did you bring these providers on as W-2 employees, as contractors? Are they, you know, renting space from you? How do you do that um, behind the scenes and how's that working for you? So behind the scenes, we start, we do um, contract work um, because most people work in different places, right? Like they don't, we, this is still a fairly small business. And so they don't come here and just automatically have a full caseload and a busy, busy schedule, but they're kind of like artists, right? They're just trying to make their way and they're trying to touch as many people as they can. And so I felt like there was a lot of flexibility that was offered in keeping them as contractors. Um, it's not off the table that they can't, you know, if they decided to come on board and be W-2, that's something we could discuss. But upon starting it, they became became uh, contractors. And so they come in, part of their contract is they can use the space, right? So we have an office, they have, a, um, you know, there's a computer there, there's, you know, everything they would need. And they get to come in and for our massage and everything, we have the tables, we have all the, the things they need to do the, the work, but, you know, they're contracted to come and use the space for our clients. Hey there, this is Katie from Jane. We're delighted to be a part of your listening experience today. Here at Jane, we're on a mission to help the helpers. In other words, we're doing everything we can to help you create a thriving business. We do that by offering features like online booking, scheduling, billing, and charting. We also make it easy for you to use Jane to reduce no-shows and late cancellations in your practice. You'll find that by requesting a credit card on file and enabling text and email reminders, no-shows will drop off significantly, saving you time and potential loss in revenue. Head on over to jane.app to learn more about us or mention the show for a one-month grace period if you know you're ready to get started. We'll talk to you later. Since you've been adding these other modalities, what has been the most important, most impactful thing to you, you know, that this business, your business that you've created is now offering your community? Well, I think that the most impactful thing for me has been like, you know, honestly, like my own personal clients being able to come in and take advantage of other services, you know, kind of being able to be almost that one-stop shop. We've had people go through different losses and things like that. And they're just like, you know, therapy is great, but, you know, they leave here and they're like waiting for the next week and they don't really have much planned. And so we're able to say, hey, you know, we have this thing going on. We have group Reiki this week. You know, maybe you can come by and do group Reiki and or you can come by and do a yoga session. So I've been able to like see, you know, people I'm familiar with come in and take advantage of the other services, but also see people who don't take advantage of the therapy services come in and like connect with other people and, and, and heal, you know, my slogan is like, let's heal. We want people just to come in and heal however you need to. If, if you never sit in on a, uh, um, a yoga class or you never do a therapy session, I'm not offended by that. What I like to see is people progressing. Right. So that, that's really my big focus. And so I think it's been really rewarding to see people come in and see like, oh, it's actually helped for me to come in and do this thing, too, that they didn't expect to be doing when they came in for therapy. 
You mentioned the BIPOC community earlier. I'm curious if you can speak to how your wellness center serves the BIPOC community and why that's important to you. Okay. Awesome. So one thing that I do, I, I'm really proud of right now is that we've expanded and I've grown, I've um, started getting a lot of requests from different universities to take on uh, like students, you know, master level students, even like nurse practitioners and things like that. So with those people coming on board, we're able to expand by saying, hey, you may not be able to pay $150 for a therapy session, but hey, you can see an intern at a lower rate and they're being supervised and, you know, there's some collaborative work going on behind the scenes. And so they're able to get a decent quality of care, even though it's not going to break the bank, you know, because the other thing that came from COVID and just life itself is like, you know, financial difficulties. So uh, we do that. And also our yoga classes are by uh, donation. So yoga is expensive. You know, I go to a yoga studio and I know how much that can be for a month, but these people are able to kind of just drop in. And if they only can give, you know, $5, then you get $5 and, you know, you do what you need to do. And you come and you do your yoga yoga session and you go about your day. But it's like kind of like breaking down some of those limit limitations that exist, right? Some of the barriers. And so financial is one of them. But the um, Houston is a big, is a melting pot, right? There's some of everybody in Houston. And so that's where we're at. That's our, um, that's our home base. And, you know, virtually we can see people all over the, the state, but in Houston, I feel like this community, like the, where I'm located is in the Heights. And so we're kind of central, you know, some of everybody is around here, but the BIPOC community is, there's a, a heavy BIPOC presence close by too. And so for them to say, hey, there's somebody that looks like me and they're doing something that's different from what people that look like me are typically doing. I think that that's encouraging to have them come by and say, oh, what what are you guys doing over here? So um, that's one of the ways that we've been able to kind of reach out and pull the BIPOC community in. It's beautiful. When you think sort of in the next year ahead, I mean, we're almost to the end of the year. What are your what are your hopes, dreams, goals for inherent wellness? Where do you see this uh, wellness center going? I think that one of the things I really want to do, and, and I've had a couple of my people here express interest in it, is like get into the schools. You know, get to our our young people because young people are really suffering and they're they're struggling and they don't really know like what they're feeling. They're confused. They don't know how to communicate it. You know, they the they have communities, but maybe. Some of the communities are still um, not equipped to deal with some of the issues that are coming out, like coming out of COVID and reintegrating into society and having um, insecurities and like finances or even like, um, you know, getting their different needs, needs met. And so being able to like bring them in and have them do groups and be able to like talk to other teenagers. Like there was something that was really surprising to me because uh, I have just a few teenagers I see is just like how a lot of them don't talk to people in person, you know, they have these um, virtual lives almost where they're like, they're on TikTok, they're on Instagram, and that's fine. But when it comes to like having like their little community, they don't, they don't really have that. And so I do want to be able to kind of bring the teens in and do some special groups for them and, and different activities. I, um, I don't want to limit it to just my thoughts, but I do want to also, you know, ask my team, like, you know, what are some things that you want to focus on? And one of my one of my master level interns is looking at doing a girls group um, for teen girls, you know, talking about those tough topics that, you know, we may talk of they may talk about amongst each other, but really not have a lot of direction. So um, to be able to offer somebody with, some, um, you know, 
professional background and insight to support them in their growth and development. So I think that that's one of the biggest things I want to do and, um, you know, get to collaborate with some other entities around us to, to broaden our reach too, and, you know, offer yoga at maybe like a, you know, the farmer's market, you know, not too far away or, you know, go into a school and do it. So just to become more of like a community partner to, to other organizations. And, um, you yeah, know, I'm excited about that. <laughs> Well, if you're local to Houston, if you're listening, Inherent Wellness and Winisha sound like amazing resources and are ready to connect and collaborate. Winisha, tell us, tell our listeners, if they are local in Texas, you're doing a giveaway or a raffle, if you could tell them more about that. Right. So if you find your, if you're, you know, in the Texas area and you are interested in getting started with therapy, um, therapy especially, because I know that that's one thing that seems um, kind of far out for some people. Um, I do want to offer a, a raffle for free micro sessions where you'll be able to meet with one of our licensed professionals and, you know, kind of get your feet wet in therapy, see what that would, would be about, get some of your questions answered, kind of tell your story and see how we can help you. So um, if you're interested in doing that, go on over to our website. It's inherentwellnessplc.com. And if you scroll on down, you can see all of our, our wonderful providers, but you can also contact us. And in your contact form, please just make sure you note that you saw us on the Wellness Creators um, podcast and you can enter for our raffle for free micro sessions. Manisha, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you, Kendall. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N, D-A-L-L at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. <laughs>